Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday. Sex Panther, what's going on? Oh, just out here doing my deal. Another day, another dollar. Finally get a little sunshine, which I could use it because yesterday didn't go very well. I listen, I don't say this. Me and Max like to poke the bear a little bit. I don't, I miss Max because without Max, uh, I don't have anybody to fade. And then when you faded me yesterday in my hockey picks and I went against Phil and and his Kansas pick uh, yesterday didn't go too well. So maybe I just agree with you guys today, but once again, we're without Max, uh, so that means I got my good Golden Domer Homer, my buddy, fighting Phil. What's going on, Phil? Hey, good morning, guys. I like that, the Golden Domer. I can't even say it, but I'm a Notre Dame fan, like you, so that, that works out for us. But, uh, yeah, don't don't fade me when I'm on Kansas. I have a pretty good uh, pretty good pulse on that. <laughs> and, uh, man, go cracking, huh? That, that ruined our parlay. I'm oh. really sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad about that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, I, what's, yeah, what's happening? Oh, not much over here. Um, yeah, I'm happy to you know throw a, a winning pick or two into hockey and then call it a season. You know, maybe we'll try again. Maybe we'll try again on hockey a little bit later in the show. Um, you know, Max went to Utah, and the joke was always, "Oh, maybe he'll get to see Westbrook play because that's his boy," but. No, it's not going to happen. Westbrook has signed with the Clippers after Jazz wave him. <sighs> Panther, what do you make of that? I think it's a great move. I, I, did he even go to Utah? Like, did he ever leave L.A.? I don't even know if he actually ever even went to Utah. But that was the speculation once the trade happened at the trade deadline that they were going to wave him. There was talk of the Chicago Bulls. But listen, the Clippers right now are in all-in mode. And maybe with the protection or the games, you know, managed with PG and Kawhi, maybe you'll have those guys healthy come playoff time. time. But with what they added at the trade deadline, a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi, and then you get a Westbrook who's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder right now. I, I mean, I know we all like the Nuggets, but man, it'd be hard-pressed not to say that the Clippers might be my second favorite in the West. I know somebody else that likes these Clippers. He put a little little wager on him to come out of the West. You like this move, Phil? I do. I do. I uh I put a uh you know a, a ticket in before the trade deadline on the Clippers at six to one to win the West. I did that in anticipation of them acquiring someone like Fred Van Vliet, uh which I think would have been a better move. But you know, the, the Clippers were were pretty sharp here at the deadline. They got Bones Highland for almost nothing. Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley, who's a, a 12 and 10 guy, and he's the best Plumley brother. So, um, you know, they're fourth in the West. They're four games back from second. I, you know, even if they don't win the West, I think they can move up into that two hole. I think Westbrook, like you said, um, he, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's still a, a 15, eight, and six guy this year. So he's still got some gas in the tank. Kawhi is healthy. In fact, he played his first back to back, I think, in three years since like before COVID. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of positivity in this in this Clippers um, organization, and I like the direction they're heading. I can't even imagine what Westbrook with a, sh- a chip on his shoulder looks like. like I think what, he was born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he had one this whole time? Ever since I, Oklahoma I think- City? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably so. Probably so. But I, you know, I think him going to the Lakers and playing with LeBron, like this was the whole play with LeBron. We're going to win a title, and they've been a complete dumpster fire the last last year and this year. And it, it feels like him being chased out of there that they're kind of pointing the finger at him. He was to blame. And I think, to me, that's where the chip on the shoulder, I don't know that he took a lot of the blame at the other places that he's been, but in in this particular situation with the Lakers, I do feel like LeBron and maybe even upper management are like, yeah, Westbrook's the problem. And I don't think Westbrook was the problem um, with the Lakers. Well, I think you all know where I stand with the Lakers and their problems. Was was Westbrook the problem with the Lakers, Phil? Absolutely not. No, no chance. I, I think LeBron is so dysfunctional, um, you know, and, and he got all these pieces around him that just don't fit. I mean, look at Anthony Davis. He, he's he's often injured. Uh, he looks just unhappy to be a part of the organization. I mean, that that Lakers team is an absolute dumpster fire. And Westbrook was the scapegoat. And, uh, you know, I, I still think he's got some gas left in the tank. He doesn't have to be the main guy. Um, you know, that's Kawhi and Paul George are the alphas there. But he, he can run that second unit. This is a very, very deep team, and I think he's an awesome piece that they added. Wow, you got me convinced. Uh, we talked about it pre-show just a little bit. Uh, they're plus uh, 475 now to win the conference. And what'd you get them at when you put this to bet? I can't remember. Yeah, plus 600. Hey, so there you go. Wow. So if we- only we could spend. Yeah, exactly. If only we could spend closing line value, <laughs> we'd be rich. Oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about, Westbrook, or should we move on? There's another another malcontent we need to talk about. <laughs> Everybody loves uh, the NFL and football, so let's, let's move on to the next one. Report. The Green Bay Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and ready to move on. Yeah, I saw this, and... I wouldn't be surprised if it's true, but I really take it with a grain of salt because it's just, you know, another talking head spinning his wheels and I got insider knowledge and sources tell me, but nobody has nobody from the Packers organization has come right out and said that they have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. And I would have a problem with Aaron Rodgers, but I think they're trying not to say that in case he does come back again. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true, but I really don't take a lot of it to heart just because there's no actual Packers management, coaching staff, players, anybody attached to it. Am, am I wrong here, Phil? No, I, I mean, I, I can see why they would be disgusted, but I mean, that's kind of a, that's a really strong word from an organization that, you know, had Brett Favre in it for a very, very long time. And I, I think it's really funny. It's, it's like Aaron Rodgers' career arc is kind of following Favre's, you know, like if he leaves the Packers, you know, there's a lot of talk about him going to the Jets. And then what, is he going to start sending dick pics to, to, uh, I mean, like what, what's next for Aaron Rodgers? He'll send metaphysical dick pics, dick pics, right. maybe dick pics of his aura. <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't know what that is, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to check with Kyle on that one. <laughs> yeah, he's probably sent one or two. Yeah. Um, here's a quote from the article. They think he's the, the about Jordan Love. They think he's the second coming now. They've seen enough in practice for three years that they believe he is like Rogers 2.0. This is where the organization is coming from right now. They've turned the page just like they did at Favre. Uh, these months, uh, I don't see it changing. Is what he's saying? Okay. Is so I'm I'm confused. I haven't really kept up to date with Aaron Rodgers. Who has control here? Do do the Packers control Rodgers? Is he a free agent? Can he leave? They control him right now. Am I, I believe because they owe him. I think it was sixty million dollars. Yeah, fifty or sixty million this upcoming year. Yeah, so that's what the article says here. Even if Rodgers comes back to collect that fifty-nine million, I think he's the backup. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I that mean, would, it, that wouldn't go well in the locker room. I don't believe. No, for sure. But the, the, the Packers, they they need to rebuild, you know. And and Rogers seems to be like that last holdover piece. He's thirty nine years old. You know, he had had his lowest passer rating of his career last year. Didn't have a lot to work with. So I mean, if they if they can trade Rogers and get some sort of you know draft package back that's what they need to do i mean that that would make all parties happy get rogers ship him off to wherever and start the rebuild in green bay uh they're not they're not in Derek Carr situation where they can just cut him right and because they're gonna there's nobody out there is taking 59 million dollars in a trade they're gonna have to either eat part of that salary or do they have the option of cutting him and they don't owe him anything? I don't know if that's an no. Option. That's uh, I'm, I've got his contract up on screen. If they cut him in 2023, it says here the dead cap hit would essentially be a hundred million dollars. Oh my god! Wow. They need a new general manager. I think. <laughs> well, they've got him 2023. There's a potential out in 2024. It says here uh, for 24 million dead cap, but he's not a UFA until 2025. I mean, the, the, the Jets seem to be the Jets and the Raiders are the two teams, right? Either one of them giving up a ton of draft picks and A, eating a bunch of money and B, being all in on somebody who's going to be 40 years old this year. Like, it's, it's every combination of things to make a trade is bad. Like, I can't see where I'm a, a general manager of one of these other teams where I'm willing to do that. Is there a team out there, Phil, that would be willing to eat that salary, trade draft picks, and have that small of a window to have Rodgers for one or two years? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be a team that's ready to win now that's a quarterback away. I, I, I don't know who that is. It, it kind of sounds like the Jets, but um, yeah, I, I have no idea who would want to eat, eat all that. Man, I'm is his heart still in the game? It, did, it, it didn't did, look like it this year. No, it didn't, did it? it? It did not look like he was really all in anymore. It's tough. It's tough to do that. I mean, fuck, Gronk had to retire just to get, get a vacation away from football, and then he was okay to come back. I don't know where Roger's head's at. Yeah, it would really suck if he, you know, if he does call it quit now, he has to share his, uh, his Hall of Fame candidacy with, with Brady, you know? Well, that's, right. that's right. <laughs> I I think he sticks around one more year and doesn't officially retire just because he's so egotistical and narcissist. He would not want to go in with Brady. I don't think he would want to go in with Brady. 
that's exactly what I'm what I'm getting at, Panther. I, I think you're 100 percent right. So I mean, it, it would just be this would be like the worst time to call it quits for for Rogers. Is Brady 100 percent retired? Do you still believe that? I mean, when San Francisco comes a knocking in you know September October, is he still going to stay retired? I hope not. I would love to see him uh, as a 49er. That'd be awesome. I think that's the only destination that would make sense for him at his ripe old age. And from, you know, just visually watching him last year, he's lost, you know, he's lost a step. His arm can't throw as far. His decision-making, granted the Buccaneers offensive line wasn't exactly great, but it, it just looked like he was just one, 1,000, two, one, oh shit, I didn't even get to two, 1,000, get rid of it because uh, he was taking too many hits. Now, if he trusts the offensive line in San Francisco and wants to give it one more go, maybe, but damn it, that San Francisco quarterback situation, oh, we could do a whole show on the possibilities of that and still not walk away with an answer. That's true. Okay, so there's two possibilities. Well, let, let, let's say that Rodgers does move on, and let's look at the two possibilities. One, Jordan Love looks incredible, or two, Jordan Love looks terrible. If Jordan Love looks incredible – Shouldn't the Packers be kicking themselves over and over for even bl- wasting all this time with Rodgers? Or no? Yes. Oh, they should. Yes. Okay. Yes. And if, if I tell you, if one thing we're learning, and then we'll transition to our third topic as well, the one thing we're learning is these general managers, these teams investing so much money into these quarterbacks and especially these aging, you know, loss-of-step quarterbacks, um, man, it, it's really setting. There's always the outlier, right? You got you got the Patrick Mahomes where his gross contract is paying off, but the rest of these contracts, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, um, Aaron Rodgers, it's not paying off. And I, I just don't know if you're a, a team out there that want to invest that kind of resources and money into an Aaron Rodgers or even San Francisco. Are you getting a discount on a Tom Brady? Like, I just don't know if I'd want to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the NFL, like, you, you know, the, the common moniker is your quarterback, you know, to, to win a Super Bowl, your quarterback has to be on a rookie deal or a Hall of Famer. You know, that, that's kind of the, the <laughs> equation. Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you get these, these guys like, um, you know, Daniel Jones or Derek Carr, these, these overpaid quarterbacks i mean it takes away from the rest of your team and you're unable to build around them so yeah i mean it's it's a tough one it's a tough one i don't think jordan love is any good though so i that that's where i stand on that him and trey lance both in my bottom tier <laughs> even though san francisco is the just add water of nfl offenses just just add a few drops of water and it works yeah the guy's the mojave desert then <laughs> i mean he's a fascinating trey lance is a fascinating uh study because San Francisco risked so much for somebody they had seen drop back. I, I got it. I can't remember. We did the numbers. It was like 200 times. It was ridiculous. Yeah, was, they, they had such good pedigree coming out of North Dakota state. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that anymore. We're supposed to let that. We're supposed to let that go. We're supposed to be happy. Oh, sorry. How can we let that go? It's the name of our website. <laughs> <laughs> the DJs.net, baby. Oh God. Well, you brought him up. Let's talk about him. Daniel Jones, contract rumors. Giants quarterback seeks as much as $45 million per year after he got rid of his old agent and brought in a new one. 
<laughs> makes you wonder what his other agent his other agent was probably being a realist and telling him what he's actually worth and some other agent said hey i can get you 45 million dollars and that'll get you fired but i'm sorry daniel jones had a great i mean for daniel jones he had a great year this year but dayball gets a lot of credit a healthy saquon barkley gets a lot of credit and there's oh, i'm throwing up in my mouth thinking of this 45 million dollars for daniel jones i like daniel jones i like daniel jones with the giants but not at $45 million. There's no way they sign him for this. Is there, Bill? They, they can't. I mean, that's crazy because, you know, Saquon's up for a contract as well. So I, I think they're going to end up franchising Daniel Jones, and I think that's $32 million, I think, is what he'll get, and then they'll sign Saquon. But $45 million for Daniel Jones, I mean, if that happens, I mean, he owes Brian Dable about $25 million of it because this guy – was dead in the water, you know, going into to this year. And uh, Dable kind of resuscitated his career. So I just, I think that's so absurd for, you know, the, he, he's a dual threat. He can get it done on the ground. Um, but $45 million, that's a stretch. Yeah, I agree. It's $32 million, you're right. $32.4 million if they if they franchise tag him. So that's it. And all that's going to do is buy you a year to figure out your long-term solution, right? Because if you're franchising him, either he's going to have to come back down to earth or you've bought yourself another year to figure out what you're doing for the long-term. Because uh, I don't think you just want to get into this rut of keep franchising him. It's, uh, sooner or later, you've got to make a long-term decision on your quarterback position. Well, then they franchise him next season and pay him even more. And then they get rid of him and he signs with the Vikings. There it is. Done. That's his plan. <laughs> Or trade him for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do the Giants do? You franchise tag him, so you pay him the $32.4 million and just build up elsewhere, offensive line, maybe skill positions in the draft, and then, then you go quarterback hunting? I think so. I think you look at this team and what they did this year. We, uh, we all collectively like Ryan Dable there in, in New York. Barkley, they're going to give him a probably a four-year deal. So you've you got your running back situation when healthy taken care of. Then build up that offensive line, solidify that defense, and go get a young quarterback. We already talked about how mediocre, even though it's deep, it's deep in mediocrity in this year's draft. I think you go into next year's draft, and you might be able to get yourself a quarterback there where you get a fresh start with your new head coach. Because a lot of times these head coaches like to have their own guy. Dayball inherited... Daniel Jones, and he's never said a crossword about him, and I don't think he ever would, but if he gets a chance to go out and get his own guy, I think he would relish that opportunity. I, For me, if I'm the general manager or the owner, that's my play. We're going to franchise him for one year, but I think we're looking for our own rookie uh, in the following year. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, that, that's that's probably a very fair assessment. And I'm, I'm just looking here at the uh, you know quarterback salaries last year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes made $45 million last oh. year. And you're, you're telling me Daniel Jones wants the same amount. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Oh boy. It's, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, but the giants have a lot of questions. They have a lot of questions. Uh, let's take a breather here. Let's talk about the book club. Phil, what's going on in the book club? Everything. Everything's going on in the book club. We're, uh, you know, handicapping golf on the weekends. Uh, Steve, I mean, a lot of green checks this weekend. We we made a ton of money in golf. Uh, we've got your darts action going on, college basketball, 
Um, NBA, when that comes back on Thursday, props, sides, totals. Also, you get the NASCAR plays as we make them. This is like the most exclusive Speedway Steve content there is. Sure, you can buy the articles elsewhere, um, but this is the place to get the picks as we make them live time. And we're getting ready to drop a huge Formula One futures card this afternoon. So this would be Ooh. a good time to get in at thedgens.net, three-day free trial. So even if you just want to come steal the Formula One plays, sign up, get the free trial, and then bugger off. There you go. But you won't. Yeah, You'll stay. You won't. As I recall, Steve's pretty excited about golf this weekend, too, isn't he? So that's he a, is. That's he a, is. Steve uh, never gets excited. <laughs> it's, it's, so we're, we're probably doomed since he's so excited about it. But Ronald has spit out a lot of uh, positive expected value spots, and we're, we're, we're excited, man. We're all in. All right. So it's thedgens.net or everyonehateswince.com. Yes, sir. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Now we're moving on to hockey. All right, Panther, you're the guru. What are we looking at? I'm the guru. If you shit on my pick, I probably should have checked with you first. You know, we got a pretty full slate of hockey today, but I don't like a lot of it. I think a lot of these... Very high-priced favorites are going to win. The one game I am looking at, the LA Kings are on the road taking on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the, you know, the Kings have been playing some pretty good hockey as of late. They're on a four-game winning streak. But Minnesota at home, it's just a team that I don't like to fade. They've been at home now for two straight weeks. They've won three of those last five. They're at a minus 130 line. I think the Wild can get this one. So I'm going to drop $10 on the Minnesota Wild and hope Saxy Maxi doesn't go in there and do a national anthem or anything. Well, that's always a possibility. Phil, you got any feel for this one? Or are you good? Zero feel. I'll, I'll see you guys in college basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the I'm gonna look at the Los Angeles Kings here in this one. Uh, it's a plus one ten, plus one twelve in that range. I, I think I'm gonna do the same thing I did before. I think I'm gonna split this up between two teams, and I think that might be one of them. That was the only game I had. What's the other? But you know, but real quick, you hit both of those yesterday. The two teams that you picked yesterday, because you love your plus lines, they both hit yesterday. What's your other one today? I think it's, I mean, it probably means I'm gonna go zero and two here. Uh, Toronto's going to Buffalo. 
And I don't, you know, I don't know hockey. I don't know hockey, but I'm looking at the, some of the stats. I'm looking at Buffalo at the plus 152. I think there's a real, real good value there. So what I would do again is to put a little bit on Buffalo, put a little bit on Los Angeles and uh, let's cash. Let's cash one of these. I do not hate that play at all. I actually gave Buffalo. Look, I, I got to get over this little phobia I have about taking underdogs, but Buffalo is at home. And this would be one of those situations where Toronto, like, as good as Toronto is, they often will just shit the bed, just like take a game off. This could be one of those games. So I absolutely love that play. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. Um, that's really all I had. I, I, like I said, I'm not the, the hockey guy. Uh, you know, I, There's probably no value in taking Anaheim plus the 420 or the, uh, the Montreal plus three, 305. So I like those two plays. They're, they're within reason. I'm purposely avoiding Detroit. I don't like, I don't like Detroit, Washington. You know, they were plus 128 in that range of, okay, 135. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. Something about this one gives me the, so I'm laying off that one. Yeah, I was laying off as well. I think Detroit was on the road, right? Yes. If Detroit was at home, I might have been inclined. Detroit, I, I like Detroit and Buffalo about equally as well. They're two young, up and coming teams, but the on the road thing has kind of been their Achilles heel for both teams. So I, I, I'm with you. I kind of I like the value, but not enough. So yeah, I'm with you. Let's lay off that game. All right, uh, college basketball, Phil. What are you, what are you looking at today? Let's do it. I am looking at uh, the first game is Texas A&M. They are a one point favorite at home against Tennessee. And I am taking the home team here, uh, the the A&M squad. Um, they've won five in a row, seven out of the last eight. Tennessee has lost three of four and four of six. And I think they're a huge fraud, one of the, the biggest frauds in college basketball. So I, I get a real short number here. I like the one. I'm taking the Aggies. Yeah, the Aggies have been, they're actually on a hot streak right now. They've been damn near unbeatable at home. Nobody really talks about this team. Uh, my home high school uh, over in Sydney, Ohio, one of our kids actually plays for the Aggies, Aaron Gordon. Um, so, and I do believe he's a senior this year. But yeah, this line at one, I saw it. Caesars has it at one and a half. So it's kind of Vegas kind of agreeing with you. I didn't bet it, but I do like the Aggies. Nice, nice. I don't really have a feel for this one. It's uh, that's craziness. <laughs> yeah, if it's not Kansas, you're not in. Right, right, right. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the next one I've got, I like Miami on the road against Virginia Tech. This is kind of that that you know Kansas train of thought from last night. Uh, I, I see that Miami's getting two and a half at Fanduel this morning. Um, they are twenty-two and five, and they've won five in a row. Um, I really, really like their their uh, coach, Jim Laranega. They have a great guard in Isaiah Wong. They've won two straight on the road, including against UNC last week. Uh, this is a revenge spot for Virginia Tech. They lost to Miami 92-83 earlier in the season. But I, I just I like this Miami squad way too much. They're 9-3 on the road against the spread. Uh, Virginia Tech, they're 10-13 and against the spread as a, a favorite, and 9-6 and at home against the spread. So uh, this is this Virginia Tech team is a, a team that is, you know, in my opinion, overvalued in the market. And, you know, Miami is just a good, solid team. In fact, they're one of my sleeper teams to make the, the final four. So I'm Ooh. sure you can get a really good number on them. Uh, give me Laranaga, give me Isaiah Wong and the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that plus line. I, I always lean towards 
the home team, but when you have a, a record discrepancy like you're seeing with Miami and Virginia Tech, it, it just gives me a little pause. Miami clearly on a hot streak, playing good basketball, um, but Vegas has Virginia Tech as the favorite, and that just kind of spooked me off the game. I love that plus line on the Hurricanes on the money line, but um, not on it, just giving you moral support, Phil. I'll take it. Yeah, the, the Hurricanes, you know, they, they can sometimes get into trouble. They don't stop anybody. I mean, these are – every game's a shootout. They don't play any defense, but they can score – you know, they're some of the best in the country at, at scoring the basketball. So, um, you know, hopefully they get it done for us tonight. Oh, I love that play. Money line, or are you taking the points? I don't recall what you said. I mean, I, I, I'm personally going to be be on the money line, but, okay. you know, for show purposes, let's, let's take the points. All right. All right, my last one. I, I got a three-pack today. Ooh. I like Baylor uh, minus two against Kansas State. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm seeing one and a half and yeah. one. Yeah. That's, yep. that's even better. Yep. Uh, Baylor this weekend, they had a huge second-half collapse against Kansas. I think they were up 16 at halftime and then ended up losing by 16 or something. I mean, it was just awful. They, they just went dead cold. Um but I, I like them to, to right the ship. They've won four out of their last six road games against some good teams. And, and you know, like we talked about yesterday, the Big 12, they're worse every single night. Um, so they've beaten West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma. They lost to Texas. Then they beat TCU on the road and then lost to Kansas on the road. So um, I like this Baylor team to, to get it done. They're starting to, to round in the form here and, and hopefully, um, you know, put Saturday behind them. Yeah, I, I like Baylor, too. Once again, the home team getting that minus line uh, just kind of spooked me off the taking um, the road team. But, but now that we're seeing that line movement from two to one and a half, and I'm seeing one of Caesars, uh, makes me think I probably should have jumped on it. But I won't doom you by jumping on in the middle of the show. So, again, more moral support. It's going to be a hell of a game. I kind of like K-State in this one. I'm not going to fade you, Phil, but I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Wildcats than the Bears in this one. You've, you've always had an affinity for teams in Kansas, so I, I get it, man. It's nothing personal. There you go. There you go. Uh, Three-pack over. That's it. Panther, did you have anything in college basketball you want to look at? I want to look at three games, and I'm really interested in getting your guys' uh, your, your opinions on these. First up, we've got Villanova going to Xavier. You know, this is not the Villanova team we've known from a few years back. They're, they're kind of struggling. And Xavier is kind of is the Xavier team that we've known for a while. Um, catching them at four and a half, four in some spots. I like Xavier at home. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I want to put 10 bucks on the Musketeers. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. And, you know, Kyle and I were both from, like, the Philadelphia region. So we, we hear a lot of Villanova talk. And, boy, I mean – Things have just not been right since Jay Wright has left. And um, it, it's just not the same team since that sharp suit was walking on the sidelines. So uh, <laughs> Villanova has been really, really bad. I, I think they're under 500 off the top of my, my head this year. So, um, yeah, Xavier's been playing good basketball, really impressive. Um, it's a pretty good conference, too. So I like the Musketeers here. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with you, Panther. Yeah, I think that's a good play. I think you're going to catch that one. I like it. Uh, next game up. BCU is going to take on St. Joe. This is one of those record discrepancies that we're talking about. St. Joe, you know, just under 500 team at 13 and 14. BCU looks like they're going to go tournament dancing once again. Not a huge fan of taking road teams, but I had it at four and a half two hours ago. Now I'm seeing it up to five and a half. So 
Vegas likes the side I'm on. I want VCU for ten bucks. I I have no feel on this game. Um, you know, I've I've, I've bet on VCU a couple times this year, and I don't I don't know if I've cashed a ticket. So I, I'm I'm staying away from VCU, but I'll root for you, buddy. <laughs> no, I think you're I think you're in the right spot here. I they they absolutely should win. Um, you're still getting four and a half there, so you're good. Good, good deal, good deal. All right, last game up for me. We're going to take a look at Akron going to Toledo, a little MAC action. I don't know if you guys pay attention to these MAC teams, but it's almost like they're football teams. They don't play a lot of defense, and they score like nobody's business. Nobody scores more than Toledo. The Rockets, uh, they, I mean, they've hit 100 a couple times in these 40-minute games. Going against an Akron team that's pretty good, but Toledo is on fire right now. I love their offense. Only have to lay four, so give me the Rockets for 10 bucks. Sure. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Go Rockets. All I know is that kid Imani Bates plays for Eastern Michigan or something in the Mac. That's the only reason I've ever tuned in. But um, I don't know much about either of these two teams. I trust you, Panther. So let's let's do it. Almost suspiciously low, wouldn't you say? Almost. Almost smells. Yeah, Yeah, almost. Akron's a You got a phone call. Yeah, I got a phone call. I booted it. Uh, so Ak- Akron's a good team. They're 19-8, and eight and they've, they've played them tough, but Toledo already went into Akron and beat them once by 10, so I'm figuring at home they should be able to get this one done. All right, there you go. Uh, let's see. Any comments to speak of here? Uh, did you guys see the breaking news yesterday from Adam Schefter? Aaron Rodgers will either retire, remain with the Packers, or play with another team next season. Well, he really narrowed that down. He really did. Uh, Westbrook is subtraction by addition. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Uh, Sea Daddy wants us to know that Tennessee can't come back if they get behind. Yeah, they they stink. Tennessee's a sham. Oh, all right. What did we talk about today? We talked about free agents all over the place. We talked about trades all over the place and in the NBA and NFL. And then we uh, dipped our toes in NHL and a little college basketball action. Phil, any final thoughts? No, man. Just I'm really, really happy that, that you guys had me on uh, again, which is a new record two days in a row. Really, really happy about that. I would encourage everybody to join the book club. It's growing. Uh, I think we've got nearly 60 members in there now. So it's it's alive. Uh, the energy is good. There's a lot of picks going around. So um you know, I, I would encourage everybody to, to, to take that three-day free trial and see if you like it. There you go. Sex Panther, take it home. All right, let's get out of here. But before we do, I need your stone-cold lock of the day for the parlay, Phil. I'm going to take Miami on the money line. Miami, I think I saw them at plus 118. Maybe you can find better. I'll track it down. All right. Arch, what do you like? Um, I like... Uh, the buff- Buffalo Sabres uh, plus 152. Nice, like that plus line. Uh, I got, listen, I got moral support from Phil, so I'm going to take those Xavier Musketeers minus that four and a half. 
and put that with the Miami Hurricanes, the Buffalo Sabres, and that will be your DJ and parlay for the day. We're hanging out in the book club. I know we always talk about Twitter, Facebook, but it's the book club. This is where we're at. If, if you want conversation pretty much 24-7, hell, when most of the world is going to bed, I'm up. You guys need to shoot the shit with me. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, good, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.